I enjoy <laughs> good excessive stance cars. Dumped, static, even maybe even a good amount of camber sure. to them. Proper, well done, yeah, well executed, yeah. thought out stance build. Not these fucking internet builds. My buddy Matt Wirtz, STI, yes. is an extremely well thought out stance build. He tubbed the engine mm -hmm. base so he can fit the wheels. The camber, he literally met like matches to the perfect degree so that way it lines up with his a pillars and yep. it actually looks kind of natural with the car even though it's a decent amount of camber but yeah one of my favorite things is when you go up to a car and you see it, it's like static and super stands mm -hmm. out and you just think how how is yeah. this even possible i i really like that i think that's cool and i appreciate it Welcome back to the Martini Works podcast. It's the final three days of fall in Wisconsin, which means I got my meow cup of coffee and we're back for another episode. Talk a little bit about the tips and tricks of the world in the automotive scene. Dakota, good morning. Hey, good morning. Gels. Good morning. Good morning. Let's jump right into it, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. I got nothing else to do. Well, we I, th I feel like that is not true, <laughs> but it has been really exciting to see that we've made it to 33 episodes of the podcast. It's yep. been absolutely wow. awesome. If you're listening or watching, the one thing I need from you uh, on this episode is to drop a comment below on one thing you'd like to see more of or less of in the podcast. So give us some feedback, what you really enjoy, maybe what you don't enjoy as much so that we can start making some changes because we are in a couple months, I think two months, coming up on a year almost. Holy you know, you shit. Post if, if you never watch the podcast, you could sit down and just for an entire month, just watch one episode. Every day. day. Every day. That's we could crazy. be a part of your morning poop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. That's a saying. lot for a podcast. But <laughs> <all right. laughs> Jesus. All right, let's jump into it. Dakota, what are we talking about first? All right, so I want to get into the first subject of tacky mods. Sometimes there's just mods that, like, if they weren't on the car, it'd be a pretty solid build. But then people add these things, and it kind of takes away from the entire build. So I want to talk about a little bit about those. And while we're at it, it's just about Halloween here. We're getting there. Um, and I think this fits hand in hand is holiday mods to cars, like people <laughs> doing the teeth in the grill, oh, yeah. uh, blood splattered hands and mm -hmm. using what do people even use? Red dye. Yeah. Or something? Uh, and so then I, I did this. OK, see, I did right. this back in the day. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. And we're also at the end of this going to be talking about breaking news. It's our newest segment that, that we're fun. talking about as well. That so are we starting with Halloween stuff or are you starting with Takia stuff first? Because you just you lined him up to start talking about well, blood yeah, splatter. Go for it. He, you want to go in? I, about it. He does this mod. I had nothing else to do one time and I was in college. And I was broke. I'm at E36. And uh, Halloween was coming up, and it was like the era of like when it was 2016. So like the the freaking like clown shit was going on. You yeah. remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Where it was like people doing all that kind of stuff. Yep. So I um stuck like a clown mask on the front of the car, and then like did the blood prints, <laughs> and then the teeth, because like I had nothing better to do, and uh, people loved it. But oh. yeah, I just used um uh freaking water based like paint that you it can did. get from like an art store, and, and it, it just fun. came off. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, it, it rained once and then it all came off. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, in 2016, I feel like that's really when that shit was happening. Like, Instagram's popping and people yeah. are posting photos yeah. of it and it really becomes a thing. But now we're on, like, year six, seven of people <laughs> doing it. Is it still as cool, as funny? as? I don't know if it was ever I think, necessarily cool. I, don't know. I, think it, I think it takes its, like, evolution a little bit. Like, you see it come back every year in one way. I would say for the last couple years, it's been, like, the... Um, 
like the photo shoot with the car, like you throw like a big sheet over the yeah. car. Or something I did like that. that last I mean, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I did that so last I, year. I think there's like it's kind of evolved in a way. Like people still doing the T stuff. Like the Miata is like obviously a big one because it literally looks like a freaking happy face, and you throw yeah. the pop ups up and you throw some teeth in the grill and you have a fun time mm-hmm. with it. I don't know. I mean, I think if you just do it for like a week or something, I think it's kind of fun. But I, I wouldn't keep it on. My favorite part was if when it's people, Thanksgiving yeah. and you still got the teeth in your grill. My, my favorite part was watching people with the Halloween mods on their car show up to the season opener in April the following year. <laughs> exactly. With the same thing done to the car. Because then after, oh after up here in Wisconsin, after Halloween, almost every car goes into storage. Like November 1st is kind of like the Typically, unofficial yeah. date of things get put away. And so people go and they do all this work on their car for Halloween and then it drops to 22 degrees and then it you just it stays like that in the storage unit for <laughs> six months, five months, which is nuts. Um, I think it's I think it's changed though. Like I last year there was a, a somebody I think their name was like Shantae or something like that. A couple of years ago did you know the teeth on the Miata? Mm-hmm. Then there was another girl that did the the ghost wrap on a car. I saw yeah. a couple guys that took like their McLarens and literally just like wrapped on the side of it just the words boo. And then you would just go downtown and like do a bunch of TikToks of like some guy walking and then be like, ah, and yeah. scare the shit. It's just the boot. I, I don't know. I think it's, it's fun. Yeah. I think it's good. It's needed. The coolest video I think I ever saw though was the McLaren 570, I think it was, or 720 that was all lit up. It was like Alex Choi's had all the Christmas oh, lights on it where yeah. he whips around the van and just does a oh, smoke and burn out yeah. past the camera. That's probably was my that favorite Alex? clip. I can't remember, but I, I do remember seeing. Yeah, because then you got then you go into the next season, which is like Christmas, and you got people throwing the trees on the roofs and, and doing the fun edits. I like the around. trees on the roofs, especially like when you got a dope slammed wagon and you yeah. got a Christmas yeah. tree on it. I don't think that'll ever get old for me. <laughs> no. What about what about when people are taking like legit like Christmas wrapping paper and wrapping their whole car? That's a lot of work. That's a lot. That's of, a I, lot of work. And I I feel like it I can already I can already it's never done well I don't know if it can be done well I can already (laughs) see it though hey guys welcome to part 67 of me wrapping my car for Christmas today we're doing the fender please don't forget to like and follow and then there's 72 other parts of some random ass tiktoker putting wrap on their car and I need a break so we're having a meal from factor yeah (laughs) (laughs) also don't forget to click the link in my bio for the Amazon Associates this is turning into an entire ad I'm sorry I'm sorry people that aren't even paying us anti-ad speaking of ads if you guys haven't yet and you're looking to buy some uh, car parts mod your car over at Martini Works that would mean the world that's obviously an ad and a plug and if you're not subscribed yet please be sure to do so we just got continental products on the website which is super exciting so now you can actually buy tires and wheels and pretty soon you'll be able to put them motherfuckers together and make wheel and tire packages Mm -hmm. which are really you can actually buy a lot of stuff from us it's just that like we're slowly adding them to the website when we can yeah Um, so if you want something and you don't see it on the website because it's probably not on there just shoot us a DM or an email or something. Man, we can probably give these get... guys an inch and they take a mile. You're goddamn right I do. <laughs> You're goddamn right. I have to go look at the price of ramen noodles, the name brand versus the shitty brand, which there is an objective difference in what the is, noodle quality. What is the shitty brand of ramen? I don't know. I that... eat all of it. What's the no. what's the name brand of Top, top Noodle? Isn't Top Noodle one of the brands? Noodle, Top, top Noodle. Top Ramen is... No, Maruchan. Maruchan is the best. That, that's like no, the it's not actually. Yes, it is. I don't like the big, big one. No, 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 no. I know it when you're talking. I think that one's good too. It is good. It's there too is one that is just hands up. Like, dude, it tastes like quality. Run. I'm trying to think. It's a little more expensive too. It's like three, four bucks for like the little. Yeah. Container. See, I can't. I can't do but that. But dude, 
I need 19 it's cent so ramen. Good, though. I need it, it's so good though. It's like shin, Yeah, that's like the yeah. bigger, bigger package. It's like not back. with the rest of the yeah, ramen. It's separated. It's, like, it's actually in like the like the Asian yeah, food. Yeah, they part. don't yeah. associate <laughs> with Dude, with well, Yeah, that's my favorite. That's will, my okay. like. I'll have to try that. I'll I will say that. I've Becca, always I've grown up on like the 58 yeah, cent. I package. still eat those. Yeah, I still eat those. Becca put me on. If you want a little trick is you can get like some chili oil becca got it and you put that in the ramen after you warm it up you drain the water you put some oil in there and then you warm up some like just chicken some shredded chicken throw that in there Ooh, that actually does sound really good yeah i use garlic it's good it's good yeah garlic chili oil is really good anyway let's go back let's take it back i'm sorry we did the plug for martini works that started talking about tires and now we're on to round up okay so mods yeah mods we think are kind of they put they put the i have it Okay, and, go for and it. And I hate. I just don't Take like them. Take I've never. Off. I've never seen them done well. I've never seen this mod done well. Okay. And that's the Surikawa. The little handle. Subway handle yeah. thing. I just anytime I see that in a car, <laughs> it immediately ruins the whole hey, thing for me. I know why people do it. I was gonna say. I get it. For it's, people it's, that don't know, do you want to explain yeah, kind so, of the origin of yeah, it? Yeah, Surikawa. I think it's Kawa, right? Not Kara. Kawa. Suikawas I don't speak are, is, <laughs> are essentially a kind of like a nod back to when in Japan, if you wanted to be considered rebellious, when you were on like the, the, the trains or any sort of subway system, those handles you could actually disconnect. You could cut them. And what people would do is they would cut them, they would take them with them, and then they would resew them or stitch them onto their car. And it was kind of considered like a little bit of act of rebelliousness. And it was also like a rite of passage. Yeah. One thing on that, to put it in perspective, because like, in America, that's not anything. That's a Tuesday. No one cares. Yeah, like we steal the numbers from restaurants all the time. You know, when they give them to you and you take the number. Mm-hmm. Like that's a normal fucking day. Yeah. In Japan, they are very strict in their society. Like crime is not a thing. If you do crime or crime related things or have tattoos, even you are an outcast. Yeah. You are very so like stealing something from the subway. That is a big deal. And it's <laughs> and it's also important to remember that the subway portion is super important to this because the subway system in Japan That's is like the most congested, thing. populated area. So to go out there and do that in front of people was also considered to be like a huge step into like this rebelliousness. So that's what people did. They time, they actually used to put them on their motorcycles because a lot of it came from the Bosuzoku style. And in America, we kind of took it, commoditized it, put it into some capital environment, sold it for 19 bucks on Amazon. And they just don't look good. They just plastic broken heart. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like they're like, Oh, it's so cute. It matches my pink steering wheel. It's like, I just don't like it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's gotta be annoying. Cause I've never had one and I don't know if I've ever, yeah. For the passenger where it's just constantly (laughs) just like waving in front of you while they're driving. That would be annoying as hell. Honestly. Yeah. I don't really get it. I think another thing too, is like to hang it from your lower bumper and like if you're static yeah. and low and yeah. you're driving it, it drags. Damn, mm. I'm looking dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with that. One. I think I can get behind. Like if I never seen another person do that again, I don't think I would even realize. I'd I don't be, think I'd mind it. I though. would just be like, yeah, I don't miss that. I, I've i been seeing this more and more. I know. So and, and it's not like in general this mod because it can. Be, I have seen it done very well. It is a very like big thing that has been done and it's been blowing up. And that is like. Um, like the custom headlights and taillights. But what I have been seeing is because it is getting so big and because so many like, you know, just individuals have come on board to like start making these products and like customizing and building taillights for people. You can go on Instagram and find like 50 taillight builders, I feel like. Um, But I even down in like Gatlinburg this year, like we were driving home from the show one night and I I counted like five or ten 
just malfunctioning custom built taillights yeah we're like they would just all of a sudden flash a random color or they would just shut off or like i've seen a lot of people like, driving down the street with no taillights i know yeah, that's what off. i mean like they just went off and like they hit the brake and then like it would do like this whole thing. it's like cool but like there are a lot of them out there because of it has gotten so big and there a lot of people are trying their hands on it and it is kind of like a, a industry in a sense where a lot of, you can make good money on it that you are it is kind of getting flooded with some lower tier it's so damn cheap i saw yeah there's and it's like, like you can just people are just like getting like circuit boards and you can do like the dot matrixing as yeah. i think is really right. cool if it's done right yeah but which costs all a lot of a sudden money. you just have like the, the the heart as a tail light and it's flashing 10 different colors at you and it's off at 10 p.m at night well i can like, see i can see ah! <laughs> i can see why they do it though i was actually looking at a kit because the taillights on the s2000 yeah. are like all you know smoked yeah. and to get new ones are like good ones are a couple grand if you mm-hmm. want to get good aftermarket LED ones. And so I was looking at it and somebody, I came across a, a link and to do the little, what you're talking 300 bucks. Yeah. So but I can it, see why people do it. hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. It, it, it is a sometimes more affordable option than, and then you can do like a lot of customization to it. It's just one of those things where it's like all of a sudden you're ended up with a circuit board that's crooked or it's warped or the lights aren't evenly spaced or they're malfunctioning. And it's just like, Oh my God, that is such a, like a crucial part of your yeah. vehicle. I feel like you might want to get that sorted. Yeah, Dakota. Yeah, I got two that are very different. So I was trying to think, like as we're talking, like walking around in a car, looking at a car, and what can like immediately just kind of put me off of a car while seeing it. And sticking on the LED train, um, I am a fan of underglow. I don't mind it. I think it can be cool, and I think it looks good. But I'm guilty of having this on my car. If you have underglow and you can see like the individual yeah. LED lights, it just immediately ruins yeah. it. It doesn't look good. You have to really install it right so it it's tucked away and the yeah. glow comes. I don't want to see the LED. I don't want to see your Amazon. Because I did it and I, I thought strip. it was all good. And then I could see it and it ruined it for me. I was like, I don't even want to turn yep. this on. I think yeah, this looks yeah. extremely cheap. So mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, I say do it right. Make sure you really tuck it away. Mm-hmm. I think they even make like covers now and stuff yep. for it too that yeah, can, you can even help You can even channels. take like a little bit of it. You can get that like eighth inch like little weather stripping that you can yeah, like, and put it on the edge of it. So yeah, that you don't and see. you can just you can tuck it and hide it away really easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other one I was going to say, which I think this could be a little more controversial, but I think most people are on the same page is Bolts. forged carbon. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, and especially, yes, yes, I, yes, I don't mind yes. it if it's like if it's like a piece or something, or maybe a couple mm-hmm. small pieces, whatever. Sure, but when like these people are going fucking buck wild in the side skirts, the hood, the fenders, the engine bay, the front lip, side skirts, rear wing, everything is forged carbon. It just looks fucking tacky. It doesn't look good, and I know it's expensive as hell. I know how much yeah. that shit is, and I respect that. But I see it, and it just well, looks money so doesn't money doesn't over- buy that taste. Yeah, though, right? exactly. And I I think people do buy it because it's the more expensive option. Mm-hmm. Do people really like how it looks? Though? I think it's I think it's so I, hard to for I think it's so so hard to 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 make it look right. And I think when it came onto the scene from the supercar industry which is where it, a lot of it originated yeah. it was very minimal the locations subtle. of where they put it like right. a Kropovich would put the forged carbon just around the outline of the Aventador yeah. exhaust and that was it everything else was still normal yeah. carbon but it was just enough to say oh look at that because it yeah. stuck out a little bit so here, here's the thing and I, I want I want you to comment if I'm wrong on this because I genuinely want to know when I look at it I feel like when you look at like the new like the GR Corolla, say they come with like the forged carbon roof. When I, I look at that, say, I didn't think that it looked looks bad. 
completely different because yeah. I, I believe that that is actual forged carbon. The pieces that we are seeing just get slapped onto vent covers, hoods, yeah. interior pieces. They're calling it this forged carbon, but if you see it made, all they're doing is taking pieces mm -hmm. of carbon. Yeah. And it's not a wheat because carbon fiber is yeah. woven. There's strength to it. And then it is, the you know, point. has the epoxy and then sometimes a fiberglass. Like, like it, there's a strength to it because it's woven fibers. Mm. You just have people cutting up or breaking up pieces of carbon, sprinkling it on over a little part and, and dousing, it, it. <laughs> dousing it in epoxy and clear going like forge carbon. It's like. You didn't fucking forge anything. You fucking made arts and crafts with your car part. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand. Like, to me, that is not actual forged carbon. That provides no purpose to it. And sometimes it just looks like a there, lot. There yeah. is, like, a subtleness to it. Because I know, yeah. like, there's different types of That's carbon. That's everything. Do Pre-preg or, you know, wet. I hate that term. Yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> you don't you don't see any difference, like, visually when you look at it. But the difference is, is that... The strength the, of it. The, the strength of it and just the overall thickness of the right. part is much smaller in pre-preg because you're not layering that resin mm -hmm. over it. It's infused into the carbon. Right, yeah. Which what is, is why I think... pre-preg? It's just a different type of manufacturing process for carbon fiber. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's also a marketing thing, too, yeah, I would yeah. say. But it, it makes the whole part look a little bit smaller. And I think what happens is, is people get this forged carbon, they layer it all on. And I think literally the piece looks bigger because I've seen side skirts with, or like mm -hmm. the, the little vents and stuff with yeah. And it's like, it looks out of place because yeah. it looks like it's almost You're bulging right. there, a There's no bit. flow to it. No, it, 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 it's, 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 a ran, yeah, it's a random pattern. There's no, yeah. flow, like you said, no flow to it. It's, it's, it's almost like just randomly generated pieces of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it makes stuff look even more out of place like yeah. i think when carbon fiber is done successfully it flows naturally yeah. with the car um and when it's entire body panels and stuff it can get well that's hairy even, and weird so, so here's the thing it's like on on the interior the engine bay like that kind of stuff i i tend to like it more because it's like okay it's more of like a cosmetic thing like if you're replacing like your wood grain with like a forged carbon grain. It's like, obviously, yeah, it's going to be just for the looks of it and yeah. stuff like that. When, when you're going like hoods and doors and mm -hmm. vent covers and like a bunch of exterior stuff, I think that's where it kind of gets weird to me. I think the, the, the most perfect example on the opposite side of the fence of carbon fiber done right lately is companies like Slinger, or I've even seen some YouTubers now mm -hmm. where they go and they'll, they'll 3d print. They make their, all their own carbon fiber yeah. fenders and, yep. And then they go and they get it painted and they paint it with like two coats and a clear. Yeah. And you, it's you can obviously, still get but the you can still it. get the yeah. weed. Yeah, that, that is chef's goddamn mm -hmm. kiss. Cause yeah. I do think if you had a whole front carbon fiber 370Z five years ago, I think that was in yeah. like having yeah. exposed carbon yeah. looked really cool. And I think nowadays people are like, eh. it just looks, it, I think, I think it just looks a little unfinished, mm -hmm. you know, you, cause you're essentially making, two colors to a car now. Yeah. Say if you have a bright red car and all, all of a sudden your two front fenders, your hood and your rear hatch is carbon fiber. Yeah, it's all broken it up. It looks like you just had an accident. Yeah. <laughs> like in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, there it, it's evolving in a way. Like I said, like you said, five, 10 years ago, carbon was huge. Like a lot of the pieces were coming out is getting mass produced for yeah. a lot of cars. You wanted to show off that you had it, got it. I think as a, community we're kind of evolving a little bit into like 
okay, yes, carbon is pretty readily available. I would say the cost has come down a little yeah. bit in some portions. Uh, but now how can you integrate it in a cleaner way? Yeah. And I think having, if your fenders have the vents on it, leave yeah. the vents exposed, but paint the rest of it. Yep. Or like you said, do it where you can still kind of see the weave through, yeah. but the paint matches the rest of the car. Yeah, I think I think there's ways to, to go about it that are a little bit better nowadays. On, on the other side of the fence, and I'll give you guys a couple seconds to think about it mm -hmm. while, I, while I do our plug. Um, what is one maybe excessive mod, like something that's over the top that you do really like mm -hmm. that, that you don't care kind of looks out of place and you okay. think about it for a okay. second okay. and I'm going to okay. do, if you guys are wondering what the plug is, this is a pretty big plug because Continental Tires come on board as our official tire sponsor for the Martini Works podcast. If you guys didn't know, we have a channel called Martini Works Unboxed. And over there, we just reviewed the Continental Extreme Contact Sport 02 on Lars's BMW M2 competition. We take it over to US Air, we compare it on cold track conditions, and we talk a little bit about how this tire really performs. Truly unbiased, truly a fun time. We want you to go take a look and we want to thank Continental for coming on board. They obviously love the, the podcast and they love what we talk about and we love the tires as well. One of my favorite things about it though is always going to be the warranty because I do go through tires in a pretty aggressive way. And knowing that Continental has my back on certain tires and certain models depending on what I'm doing is pretty freaking cool. And if you want to see us use and abuse a Continental tire because you don't just want to hear a plug, head on over to Martini Works Unbox, take a look at the video, drop a comment, and let us know if the podcast sent you. Dakota, are you ready? That was beautiful. Thank you. I love Continental. I, know I really do. do. Um, <laughs> dude, I almost got the whole lineup at this point. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Yeah, you got the winter set, the all-season, yeah. the sport tires. Yeah, you got the, even got the general tires. Yeah, I'm in tire heaven. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I, yeah, I'm really thinking about this. A mod that is... I got you it. have it? All right, Jelzy, go, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I would say off. like the insanely like shaved, clean polished engine base okay i'm talking like the whole night like clean or the the clear radiator hoses like every bolt <laughs> i do like clear every radiator bolt hoses. is polished all the wires are like it looks like the car shouldn't i run. worry about having clear radiator hoses yeah. on that yeah you don't because then you notice that there's nothing in it um, <laughs> it's know, a little brown like every, it exposes too much everything is touched like yeah. it, it looks like the engine was just sat in the car and it does not run but it does run yeah. i think it's insanely over the top really unnecessary but you know how much time goes into that. You know how much fabrication goes yeah. into something like that. And a yeah, lot of these I, guys okay. fucking do it themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I, Volkswagen. I love that. Volkswagen guys. king of yeah. that space. Yeah. I saw, I think it was a year ago or two years ago. I'd say Honda guys too. The Honda guys were really yeah. good. Yeah, true. That. Honda guys were really good. Uh, one or two years ago at Slamming of Gatlinburg, there was a, a, a Subaru. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. It was triple chromed. Tucked and shaved. I, I think it was remember. an EJ build. I'd be terrified of getting rid of anything. But in a that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is a lot of times people expect the shaved and tucked to come from Honda yeah, or, yeah, or Volkswagen. Yeah. And I think that car actually won. I think it won best in show. Okay. And the engine bay was beautiful. I had never seen a Subaru yeah. engine bay I liked. And that was the very first time I was like, holy shit, this looks great. See, if I ever did something like that, I would be just so paranoid of like, <laughs> dirt or grease or something like I, I'd be in that bitch cleaning it like every time I drive the car. Yeah. And I don't know if I can handle that kind of <laughs> no. responsibility. No, I can't. I still got the high that I wrote on the S2000 from yeah, we don't. Months. We don't talk about that. Dakota, do you have your... Hey, yes, I do. Okay. Um, I thought about, I might get a little hate for this, but that's okay because I like it and I'm not afraid to speak up about it. I enjoy <laughs> good, excessive stance cars. Like yeah? dumped static even maybe even a good amount of camber sure. to them i don't mind seeing that yeah. am i gonna do it with my car personally not anymore <laughs> kind of older now <laughs> yeah, yeah. realize you that did your time being a quarter inch off the ground or lower <laughs> it 
was fun and I'm good now. Um, but I, I still enjoy seeing that stuff. And mm. I am talking, though, specifically about a good, proper, well-done, yeah, well-executed, yeah. thought-out stance build. Not these fucking internet builds. And oh, I sound like... I, 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 I feel like a boomer. Like <laughs> You are. Back in my day. No. Um, but like, Before uh, the internet. About, yeah, I was on Cobalt SS. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking about like... I always use this as an example, but my buddy Matt Wirtz, STI, yes. is an extremely well-thought-out stance build he tubbed the engine mm -hmm. base so he can fit the wheels the camber he literally met like matches to the perfect degree so that way it lines up with his a pillars and yep. it actually looks kind of natural with the car even though it's a decent amount of camber uh, and he runs that thing just right off the ground um and there but there's tons of cars that i see that and are he drives like it that. like a yeah. lot yeah. Well, did you do a road rally in that car we did do a road yeah. rally in that car it was <laughs> wild we scraped the entire time and yeah. rubbed the entire time but it, it was it was fun that's a hard thing to do because like when you do go into stance you pretty much are getting rid of so much drivability and that's where i think the yeah, it is it, a sacrifice yeah like the fuck it we ball energy comes out where people just they dump it they scrape everywhere they blow out their fenders yeah. they're like oh what's the point of whatever, making it look good or know? dialing something in because it's just gonna break anyway but it's like and that's like, that's almost the art of it is keeping it looking yeah. that pristine like, yeah. yeah there are people like matt and there are others out there that have done really aggressive clean stance builds that aren't looking like shit no, when you get it is five possible. feet and they do drive and it is hard but it is possible I, yeah. honestly i i think uh jasper did a really good job with yeah. his yeah. car yeah. too yeah. He's, yeah. i mean he's definitely had issues with cracked <laughs> fenders yeah. and just problems overall but, with that car but he's done a very good job of but he's addressed it you know, and, and he, yeah. he does drive it quite a bit matt, too. matt jensen um, up here in wisconsin his yeah. blue s2000 that he that had thing was so incredibly clean i mean he had some wide ass uh, TE 37s <laughs> on that. I remember. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite things when you go up to a car and you see it, it's like static and super stands mm -hmm. out and you just think, how, how is yeah. this even possible? I, I really like that. Yeah. I think that's cool. And I appreciate it again, not necessarily anything I'd do to my car anymore, but I still like seeing it. Yeah. It's fun to go look at. I don't get how the fuck people do it sometimes. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're talking about more car stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's been about, 15 years when I used to browse. It's been 10 years. Yeah, when I used to browse Craigslist. Jez, you remember Craigslist? I fucking hated Craigslist. I love I'm sorry. Craigslist. I, Craigslist was the why, worst. Why I are didn't we, mind why, it. Why are we talking about Craigslist? Because <laughs> we're talking about back in the day, growing up as car enthusiasts, you know, in the old northern Wisconsin. No, um, why are you talking like there that? Were, I would say there are certain cars that hold a special place in our heart. That we would consider today as like classics, even yep. though they're only from the 90s. They're classics. Yep. Um, you know, and it kind of got us singing a little bit that grown up, what, what would you say, like, if you were to say one car from like back in the day, classic car in your mind of like, man, this got me into cars. I always wanted one of these. Like, Dakota, what would it be? Yeah, I, I mean, it was the Mark Four. GTI for me. Okay. That, that was one that just yeah. got me into the car scene. Yep. I always wanted tunable uh, stuff like that. And I think there's a lot of those cars like the SRT4, right. yeah. Cobalt SS era. Alex, I think the car, one. the car that really got me into it as like a teenager 
was the 1992 Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4. Oh, yeah. When Mitsubishi now, was cool. When yeah. Mitsubishi was not looking <laughs> and they at, were. Dude, when they, they weren't were crushing it. When they weren't then. looking at their bank statements, they were they were investing in all the right stuff. I feel stuff. like feel like I understand that. Yeah. You just don't look at how much <laughs> money you don't have. You can ball yeah. out. 1990 yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. 19, but it's a fun time. Yeah. 1997 Mitsubishi came around and they're like the last 5 years have been crazy and yeah. then the bank came and they're say, like you're broke. Yeah, the 2000s were kind of like okay, we need to take a look at things. Yeah, I on the same page I think the 2G Eclipse stole my heart a little bit, but it got us thinking like, you know, what what are those cars today? Cuz obviously a lot more cars have come out yeah. since then. Yeah. Um, you know, what what do you think in 10, 15 years is going to be a future classic that we're going to look back on? Like, like for man, example, how 240 SXs are just are insane. 20 grand. Priced, but yeah. like, you could get them for like five grand before. Alex about to pee his pants. What? I believe, hear me out, okay. a future classic car yeah. that is going to demand an absolute premium in the market. At Race Wars? The BMW M2 competition. Man, that is a real series. that is a real future classic. Here's why. That's way in the future. Can I, can I, can I explain why a little yeah, bit though? Absolutely. So the BMW no. M2 competition okay, is one of like the best drivers' cars out there. And it often gets overlooked by the M3 and the M4. But the M2 is what pretty much every M enthusiast ever wanted in a car. Yeah. And I think the M2 competition is like the pinnacle driving experience car you can get on the European mm -hmm. side that's not like a GT4. Right. So yeah, it's a future, future, future classic, but I was thinking more like European than tuner because obviously with tuner stuff, it's like NSX, Supra, right. GT4 Celica, yeah. if you want to get kind of quirky with it, you know, it's like all those are kind of already tapped into. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to think of a car that truly isn't talked about. And I feel like the M2 comp is just one no, of those I, cars. No, I totally agree with you on that because it. yeah, when you think of it, if someone's going out there, there's a lot of M3s, a lot of M4s roaming around. You very rarely see an M2, but when you do, you know, those are the ones that on the weekends are getting thrown around yeah. the track. And you know, those are, yeah, I a hundred percent. I mean, Lars put 60, like this is the, always the wildest thing to me. I mean, <laughs> Lars has put 60,000 miles on his That's crazy. hard miles. He is not nice to that car. And outside of, he loves a car. Brakes. He's not nice rotors you know the basic wear and tires never given him a hard time no never has given him a hard time like that's nuts to me yeah absolutely ever since you've driven it slides. you kind of like it I, it's <laughs> like you really like that car i i do you might like have to it. pick one up I, I do like it but no probably not for oh, for dakota almost bit. killed me in one of those cars one time yeah. <laughs> dakota what, what do you what do you think um I mean, I, I think you can't not talk about, and I'm I'm not sure I'm torn on this, but we'll we'll discuss as the FRS BRZ platform 100%. is that that future 240SX platform. Uh, I think eventually there's because they're already all clapped. <laughs> they're all. It, it is surprising to see how a lot of you guys fucked that car up. However, <laughs> however, one thing I am curious, and I don't know the answer on this, so maybe we can research and talk about another podcast episode um, to follow up, is I don't know the production number guess, differences between the 240 and the GR, or the FRS BRZ the platform. Car, yeah. The car just, it, the only thing that I worry about is that it's not, and this sounds so bad. Okay, here we it's go. It's not pure. It's a, it's, <laughs> a, it's a joint car with another oh, company. Are you talking shit? <laughs> So, because I, I think the Supra is a future classic. To the Mark V Supra oh, is absolutely. a future See, future absolutely. classic, same as that M2. I think it really will be. So I don't. I guess I don't know. I haven't thought about the Supra, but when I think about it, like the FRS BRZ, I don't. I because it's such a shared platform. I just don't see it carrying the same 
singular love. Because I think about like the what is it the the crossfire and what's the other one that shared the platform with it? Are you comparing this to a crossfire? Yes, I absolutely am. The okay. crossfire and then the Saturn Sky. That remember when those cars came not, out? But those brands aren't reputable. Sources. Solstice, Jesus thank Christ. you. That's why I was that asking. That card, that card, honestly, but you kind remember? of a sleeper. I do. But you remember people like, this is going to be a classic. It was uh, turbocharged, sports car. It was eh. small wheelbase, fun to drive. Was like, but it looked girly. That was like Pontiac and Saturn's like, we need to get out of this. <laughs> like, um, this is our last Okay, but effort. hear me out. Hear me out. It's it's 10 years from now. You can't find these efforts. You're not seeing them. If they're, they're absolutely in pieces, destroyed. And all of a sudden, one day, you're coming out of the grocery store with your kids and you see one. You see gel. Sunset. 60 years old. <laughs> and there's, what's that green edition one? Oh, the Hakon. The edition? Hakon edition, yeah. bone stock, freshly wiped down, clean, just sitting in the back of the Oof. parking lot. And it is It'd break fucking my neck. mint. Break exactly. My neck. See? I well, just, you, you were but I had one. You were so an owner. Like, so you're yeah, a little more tense. Yeah, so yeah. it's tough to say. But I feel like someone, owners, I well, that's like, who Atari yeah. would pay a premium for I, that I shit. I think I would look at that like I look at a Toyota Celica GT nowadays, which is like, oh, it's kind of cool. But it's not enough to be like, okay, wow, I, I, I get what you're saying. a lot of money on that. That's that's my I, opinion. I, my no, opinion. I get what you're saying. Like and that, that's why I want to discuss because I'm torn on it. I'm back and forth. On it. I'm like, part of me is like, ah, there's a fucking million of them. And yeah, they won't be that special. In, but then part 40, of me is like. In 40 years? So many Maybe. people are making connections with these cars. That's and nostalgia about. is more powerful yeah, than probably yeah. anything else on the I mean, planet. So, so what are we looking at right now? 90s. We're, so we're looking at 30 years of the yeah. 240. Right, like yeah. S13. Like, talk about S13. Like but you're that. right. You bring up a really good point. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so like 30 years of the S13. We're coming up. We're already pushing 10 years on the 2013 first generation mm -hmm. FRS BRZs. You know, 10 years already. So we're only a third of the way there of yeah. where we're looking at the 240s now. So I would say give it another, uh, realistically, 20 years. 20 more years of the first generation BRZ FRS. How do you think they're sitting? Where do you think they're at? I just don't. Are know. they all? Are they all clapped out? Or all the engines? Are they swapped? Holy Jesus! Because of the FA motors, like mm -hmm. you know what's in them. Like I think oh, it's hard. To it's say. it's going to be a wild I, trip. But I, I do believe maybe it won't be a classic, right? Like maybe maybe it won't be as much. But you're 100 percent right. It's going to be one of those cars that you see. Like damn. I think from That's a kind of switching it up a little bit away from from the tuner side. There is one car I would like to own because I do think it'll be a. a a collector and i also just have a, a an affinity for it is the second gen dodge viper oh mm. i thought you were going i thought you were going to mm. c8 corvette i was about to bet money on that no because i i like for me the, the 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 second gen dodge viper represented say. something in my childhood that game, i agree yeah that yeah. Viper one of those game, yeah. was that was it the blue with the white stripes would you say it's not already there though no i don't think so because you can jump out on a marketplace and sure, some some sure. examples are more expensive, but they're still in that like non-collectible yeah, price. Yeah, they're range. really not that bad. I th feel like they've came down yeah. a little bit. It's kind of like that generation of Corvette too. Yeah, like, because it, it kind of bottomed out a little bit. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that our like our generation and the younger generation, that car's not present in anything. No, it's not present in very active motorsport that we can tell. It's not very active in the, the car show scene. It's not a very active car in the autocross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're very hard it cars just to an drive. Odd, it's an odd car. So I don't think it gets like the social awareness that it should outside of like Texas 2K folks that are making them like 1800 horsepower right. yeah. monsters. Yeah. I just think it's a cool car and it represents, I think the closest thing to America's fuck it, we ball energy 
of like the mm-hmm. late '90s and early 2000s that you possibly could. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a neat one. I would also say, and this, it's it's weird because I'm riding the line of um, future classic and just cars that are just going to be, I would say, get a little bit like they're not gonna, they're gonna start to go up in price as they get obviously more hard to get a hold of. I think that you know as a younger enthusiast coming into the scene in the next like 10 years that we already seen a big shift towards the Euro side of things, the 335 and that like N54 being one of the huge driving forces behind that. You can go pick them up for pretty cheap. Yeah. They're a little used and abused, but it's like that that's still a a more like affordable line of like tuner car in a sense Mm -hmm. where it has a turbocharger. There's a ton of bolt on stuff you can do for it. It's a huge aftermarket support. Um, I think I think that kind of series of cars, like the 335s or anything with the N54 turbocharged six-cylinder from BMW, will be in that realm. That's fair. I'd agree with that. Yeah, because those cars are affordable right now. They yeah. do push out good power. Yeah. They can be really well done. Mm-hmm. They have all the recipes for success right. to be a, to be a fun car for all of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if there is. Uh, a time and a place to talk about this car because it might be in a, a different tax. Yeah, I just bracket. let her rip anyway. The GT4 RS manual. GT4. What? Okay. So, so the GT4 RS. You're throwing a lot of numbers and syllables at me. So it was. It's the baby brother to the GT3 RS. Okay. Which is that lizard green? That's like the TikTok number yeah, one. Yeah. Everybody car. loves. Everyone wants the GT3 everybody RS. Everybody wants the GT3 okay, RS so the, the GT, until they gotta pay GT3 RS yeah, money. So the yeah. GT4 is like the more realistic. The GT4 is what the M2 comp is to the M3. The GT4 RS, anybody that own that okay. that is wealthier, <laughs> like if they can afford it, they don't get an M2 comp, they get a GT4 RS. And those cars are insane. High revving, okay. manual, short wheelbase, super fun to drive. There's never been anything bad to say about the sure. cars. And they came out super expensive, and I think they're going to be even more expensive as the years go on because Porsche's like the last one of the last announcing brands to say that they're going to keep a manual for another generation of cars. But it's only a matter of time before they all go PDK. That's my thoughts. I don't know much about those, so it's hard for me to yeah, speak on I'm, those. I'm, What's that you're the Porsche guy. Four liter, flat six, That's tiny a, wheelbase, ton of horsepower. Cheap. How much? How much are they? When they came out, yeah. I want to say a GT4 RS was like 190, <gasps> 210. That's why I know nothing about them. <laughs> <laughs> there it then is. they then they hit the oh so then they hit the market right and this was like before covid or during covid yeah. then they hit the market they came out that's important and then they were like four no three hundred and sixty thousand dollars hello what so then people started like what? Th- when i did that whole bit on car and driver whoever oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. i was just all yeah, yeah i made a lot of people upset including people that review cars like they're like the gt4 rs is the best car, or like, no, it was the, the Chevy Corvette, the, the, the C8. C8. Yeah. The it was like, it's the best car ever because it's only $80,000, $85,000 as tested. It's like, you go out there, you call a dealership, you can't find one for less than $180,000. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so no, it's not, it was like the GT4 RS was like the best car per dollar on, on the track, even with the markup to $350,000, which was wild. Okay. What about the R35 GTR? That's a interesting. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. What I, I was honestly trying to think about. Obviously, it's a fantastic car, but I was trying to think about two um, 
movies that have featured cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um because that does affect things because oh, oh, yeah. part of people watch the movie then they always dream of having that car and then one day when they have adult money they try to get it um but like also r35 is just an absolute phenomenal beast a of a car, car. Yeah. um and then it already has the gtr legacy behind it so right. the, the only thing again this one i mean it's been produced for years and years still yeah, being produced so it's being made for a long time to say, but, will it be an, but it's so typical classic. because think about it nissan is doing but the same make, thing like, yeah like right a ton of them yeah but nissan's done the same thing in the 90s as they do now right like you go to buy an R34, and people are like, well, is it the V-Spec Nerd <laughs> yeah, 2? Yeah, you're yeah. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's, like, it's going to be like a quarter million dollar difference between yeah. what date it was fucking manufactured. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I love my boy, Brian. I love the guys over at Driver, <laughs> but they fucking play into that so hard, which is, Why oh, not? you want a base model GTR? Or do you want a GTR V-Spec 2 Nerd Edition? Whatever this I can afford. the ball please. sack of this person on the passenger. It's like... Dude, come on. Like, I just want my 40-year-old Japanese Yeah, And car. now, like, GTRs are almost, like, labeled as, like, oh, you just got a GTR. Because, like, they're they're pushing That's that so price fucked. up. That's so I hate <laughs> And it's not them. It's, it's, no, it's, no, 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 it's no, no, the no. market. But, like, they do. You know, there's this inadvertent it's, it's push status thing. Of, of status to have a special edition. And, and Nissan plays into it. Because even the R35, they've got a lot of these different types now. And the R35 has yeah. its own gt trim gtd trim option that comes in this exclusive green but it's not the r34 green it's hey yo where's the r35 gtt they call that a just like a nissan like a rear wheel drive base model (laughs) yeah that's a great question you guys said come in at like 50k msrp to compete with the super and the z and then they just wait why would they compete with themselves it is it is where it is it is wild though you hear people talk about gtt's and like a lot of people that own gtr's just shit on gtt's so there's no reason to though like if you if you want a car that kind of looks like it that you can chop up fuck up modify then maybe you'd like a gtt but perfect yeah that sounds sick (laughs) tj and adam just pick up like r34 gtt's and they're like doing a bunch of crazy shit with them yeah adam or tj bought this yellow one which is a really cool color and like within the first two minutes of the video tells the entire, as everybody in yeah. the comments is like, keep a yellow, yes, a yellow yeah. R34. He's it's like, like, it's already painted. <laughs> I'm painting this motherfucker midnight purple. It's like, oh uh, my God. Yeah, of course. Listen, I mean, it is a cool color, but fuck. I have a soft spot for yellow Japanese cars. So I Why? like the yellow. I don't know. I think it's a nostalgic thing. I mean, I, I think it always goes back to like the, um, like the Hondas and Acura's, yeah. like a yellow Integra is like on near the top of one of my yeah. bucket list cars. I don't know why. But I like, do like what the, was the what was the reason the you you because you'll know this Integra. There used to be one in Eau Claire, yellow, stunning. Okay. And in the back, underneath, it had like the this like aluminum bar and it had holes in it. Do you remember that mod? It was like super common to have as like a rear sway bar or something like that. Oh, it was the control arms. Was it the but it was like these big holes that were always in yeah, the back was, from yeah. the dead center. Are you talking in the bumper or the suspension pieces? Suspension pieces. Well, it was like underneath both. the yeah, bumper. Yeah, they did both. It was underneath I, the bumper. Yeah, you I could see it. I think it was just it. one of those things because you could see it. Yeah. So the manufacturers of these parts were like, we're going to make it fucking dope. We're yeah. going to make them like shiny. We're going to yeah. make them like lightweight. I want like you, holes. And, yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you're I want you to know when I was 16, I actively looked for that part and I didn't know what it was. I still don't. <laughs> 13 uh, years later. I literally typed in whole part. Uh, uh, aluminum lower hole part. 3000 GT. I remember oh Googling God. that and never yeah. finding the part ever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny you say that because <laughs> that, that 
sticks in my brain. To, that's my Roman Empire is the Honda suspension components of the early 2000s. Damn, they killed it. Their marketing was insane. Because it, I always affected so many people. It was so one of those people. things I saw. I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know why it's cool, but it's cool. And I want that. But I can't get it for my car. The yellow Integra. I'm going to have to get one of those cars to yeah. do that. The yellow Integra with the red badging was and still they is are. the best color you can. Um, then people tried to copy it. And then their cars ended up just looking like a McDonald's ambassador. The yellow, yeah, the yellow is a finicky. It's a finicky Dude, bitch. When they throw you red in there, it, you gotta be so careful. You can make it look really bad really quick. But Honda does it well. Like the new tenth um, gen Type R, they did the yellow. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's an anniversary edition or what it was, but it was a limited it edition, and it looked really good. And it had like the red seats and and like normally I would absolutely hate that, but I agree. There's something it's, where like. <laughs> You have to get the right shades it just and kinda, the right balance. It kind of yeah. works. And you really it have to have do a like, McDonald's vibe. You yeah. really have to do like a low percentage of red to yeah. make it work with just, yellow. Just enough. Just enough. Just a touch. All right, we're gonna take a small break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about breaking news. I'm excited. We'll see you soon. Breaking news. We're back. 2024 BMW 5 Series Touring, aka a wagon, <gasps> teased oh. because not everything must be an SUV. What are your guys' thoughts? Like coming to America? Is, oh, yeah. Oh, about time. I'll buy it. I will absolutely buy it. No, I won't. I'm broke, but I need to buy I'll sell it's, crack cocaine. That is going to be another car that just gets freaking inflated like crazy for you, no reason. I can already see it. Do you I think can already it will? See it. Oh, 100%. Because it's the first wagon that we've gotten are, in freaking forever. Are wagons really desirable to people, though? Like to a large audience? I know the people that fuck with them fuck with them, but do, do the I general think, public I think, really? I think either way, it's going to be just. The wildest thing is this. Obviously, it's going to be coming in limited engine options for us. And a lot of people were hoping a V8 would come in a non-M5. Unfortunately, not. The M5, though, will have a 4.4 liter V8 in it, in in its production model. So I just want you to imagine a 4.4 liter V8 M wagon on the streets competing with like the RS6. Dude, that's so sick. Yeah, and look how much Will it the be RS6 a similar price right? point? Yeah, like is it going to be a six-figure car? I, that, Probably. I can well, easily I, aren't imagine. the new M3 M4s? Yeah, they're all six-figure. Six-figure. That's cars. what I mean, isn't it? Six-figure is like, like six- cool. It's it's like I'm sitting here sick. I can't do anything with that information. <laughs> anyway, all right, fun fact, not breaking news, but once was, the Soviets once built a 12-wheeled mega truck with a 42.4-liter engine and 220-ton carrying capacity. Look at this. Is that how they got to the moon? <laughs> <laughs> they drove there? Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> Somebody goes, I need this because I might need to buy a piece of lumber from the hardware store someday and need <laughs> There was an era of what the hell of like the Soviets and stuff like that. They were just doing wild <laughs> shit. I don't know if you guys are aware of like the Caspian Sea monster, the big chrono plane yeah. that's literally just rusting on a beach somewhere because they're like, yeah, we tried it. It was what it was like a flying <laughs> boat, but couldn't really fly. It used like ground effect, and it was freaking huge. It had like twelve jet engines on it. What the they were doing wild shit back then. <laughs> The best part is, is where it's like somebody goes, just like many other Soviet contraptions, they learn yep. that bigger is not always better. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yep. All right. Going into the next one. 44.5 liter. That's crazy. I want, then I'm going to ask you guys a question. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to do a comment and then you respond. Steve, turn it into a short if you want. Okay. You ready? <laughs> Biggest red flag in used car listings. Ooh. Number one, 
Mm. Have the parts, just don't have time to fix. 99% of the time, this means the problem goes far deeper than they originally expected, and they're cutting their losses. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you have them, just do it. <laughs> one would one would think it'd one be would think easy. you just install the part. Yep. Minimal details and photos. It's 2023. Even cheap phones have dude, decent yeah, cameras. Dude, literally no excuse mind. for photos. If one photo in the ad, fuck you. I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying that. I don't care how good of a deal yeah, it is. Facebook Marketplace sucks. I can never sell anything on there. It has one photo, no description. Doesn't answer to text. Blurry. No address. Blurry. No yeah, way. Ten to... miles away. <laughs> it's like this is fake. Uh, lady driven. Y'all can downvote okay. me for sounding sexist, but being a mechanic, the most neglected cars are the ones owned by women. I can go on, whoa, whoa, but whoa. most repairs are ignored until it's really bad. This has 43 response comments. I don't that's know if I'm shit. touching that's that a, one. That don't touch that. But what do you guys I, think? I, I'm gonna, I got it. No, I got the I got the, the answer for that is I promise you both genders destroy the car equally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're not. If it says man driven, if it says lady it does not yeah, matter. It's. <laughs> If you are not into cars and you just treat it as a piece of transportation, it's fucked. Like that. Well, and then the people that are into cars are beating the fuck out of the thing and destroying it anyway. So yeah, it does yeah, not matter. Like, I will tell you. You the, can tell when a car is in good shape. I'll tell you the one that is the biggest red flag, though. Or you still have more? No, you go. Needs a tune. Yeah. Just needs a tune. Yeah, that's kind of the equivalent to the freaking. <laughs> I have the part, but yeah. I need to. Well, go get a yeah. goddamn tune, Four, brother. 180 wheel, runs great, yeah. just needs a tune. Just needs a well, tune. Dude, <laughs> I see it so often. Why also. does it need a tune? Yeah, Miss, why? Yeah. Why so, haven't so you done three it? misfiring, just needs a tune. <laughs> it's always like the answer. And a hole in the block, leaking oil, just needs a tune. Yeah. <laughs> Transmission, slipping through gears. I just put just in the, tune. the eighth engine, the transmission's good. Uh, engine's. Strong runner, it just needs a tune. Yeah, uh, that goes into the biggest red flag I can say is freshly rebuilt. Yeah, when uh, I say yes, yes. freshly rebuilt, engine has two thousand miles. I'm like, something yeah, is weird yeah. about that. Either there's something wrong with it, or you know, they're like, it, oh, it's just it freshly rebuilt, just looking to get rid of it for undisclosed reasons. Yeah, I have trouble believing that someone would put all the time, all the money, they get the car back, it runs amazing, and they're just like. <laughs> I liked it more when it was broken. And it takes up. a whole nother step when you get into like the rotary side of things. Cause then it's like approaching 75,000 miles. Yeah. First engine. It's like, mm. or it's just like, it was the thing <laughs> like fresh rebuild from this performance shop up for sale, 200 miles on it. It's like, yeah, mm. that, that's weird. Or it's like, Oh, it was compression tested. Trust me. It's good. <laughs> Biggest red flag in California when buying a car Buyer does smog <laughs> equals car will not pass smog. <laughs> oh, because apparently, I mean, obviously, right, right. I'm so glad we don't have to deal with that because there's oh some parts God. I think that do. Yeah, some Wisconsin, like counties and yeah. stuff, but I think like, in our area they don't care. Oh, that's why I live where no one lives. Exactly. There's benefits to it. I swear. An, do you got another one? Uh, let me think uh, real quick because I, I feel like I had one and now I, this I is actually it. a great. Well, you're thinking about it. This is actually a great tip. If you're looking to buy a car, here's a solid tip to look to see oh. if the car's been abused or not. And that would be, nothing tells a story better than the tires. I'm the third owner of a 2022 <laughs> yeah, manual yeah. BRZ. It has 10,000 miles and it still has its OEM tires. However, they look absolutely destroyed on the inside and you wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to tell from the photos. The bad cars I've bought had sh uh, shit, cheap, mismatched, or damaged end-of-life tires. The good cars have always come with nearly brand-new tires or evenly worn tires. Um, another one. It big. Sorry. Go, 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 sorry, sorry, one. sorry. I've been sorry, sitting here waiting. Jules is just like, actually. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so 
huge red flag when buying a car off marketplace and seeing the ad. The price is one, two, three, four, five, six. And it starts with just putting a feeler out there or shoot me an offer on what you think is fair. You're never going to get a good deal on that car. They want the fucking moon for it. And it's just it's never a fucking good way to start out a car sale. Make me an offer. No, put what you want for the goddamn car. We're never going to fucking... You want 500 bucks? You fucking lowballing piece of shit. You said put an offer, bitch. It's like, oh. I don't know where to start. Sorry. I hate um, when people do that. Another one for me, specifically up in here in the Wisconsin, northern states, I get winter, actual winter. Um, just that surface rust. Surface rust in this car. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if it's on the surface, it's fucked. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a trick for you. If there's surface rust, there's, there's rust. under rust. <laughs> when you yeah. see the rust, it's already gone. Yeah. You're the last person of the deal to notice there's rust. Yeah. The car knows there's rust. The paint knows there's rust. And then you know there's rust. Mm-hmm. You're the last one in the program. Yeah. yeah I got another one. All right. Okay. This is a good question, actually. Okay. Are you passionate about exotic cars, or does your passion lie with what you can relate to? The age-old debate of people that love exotic cars versus people loving and, and running towards a 30-year-old Honda. Wait, say that again. Like, break it down one more time. I was zoning. So what the the guy of straight stacking is, is trying to say is, I've noticed at times people walk past the line of McLarens at Cars and Coffee and go straight for the old-school Skyline that showed up or the rare special edition $30,000 car versus the $300,000 car. So the question is asked, are you enamored by exotics just as much as you are entry-level cars or do you skip the exotics because they're just not realistic for you yeah no a hundred percent i've never really in my life been into exotics i've never cared that sure i think they're neat i'm not like downplaying people at home congratulations you made an insane purchase that you have a fucking absurd car that's just nuts um but yeah maybe it's the relatability of like i'm not going to be purchasing that anytime soon so i don't really care to check it out in depth um, but I still have a respect for them, and like I still check certain ones out. There's ones that tickle my fancy. Um, but yeah, every single time I'm gonna go look at a car that more relates to me and my taste. I I don't like get that excited. Like, fucking four five eight Italia goes by. I'm like, oh four five eight. Oh Ferrari. Yeah, and then I see a stupid, clean, bone stock Honda Civic that has no rust. I'm like, how the fuck, dude? Where did that come from? How did he get it up here? How Where's that thing been? Have you seen that Civic in town? Like, that's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. For me, I think it always comes down to the story of the owner. I've always that's found fair. so much interest in the, the person versus just the car. So it's like, I don't really care if it is a Ferrari or if it is uh, like a Honda Civic. If I can learn about why this person has this mm-hmm. car, it makes it so much better. Because, yeah, yeah, I agree. It does take, like, I think when you look at a car for solely the status symbol mm-hmm. versus people who actually right, enjoy right, cars, right. there is a difference there. But there's people that I know that have that do have a Ferrari or that do have a, you know, a rare exotic, but the story of the car is just as cool as somebody who owns right. like a BRZ or an FR. Yeah. I think that's a super good point you bring up. And I specifically generally don't go out of my way to talk to people unless <laughs> like I'm making content or interviewing them about yeah. a car. Like I don't go up to the guy with the Aventador and I'm like, yeah, why'd you buy this? You know, like to yeah. get this story. Yeah. But I think making that conversation and talking casually with people, you will have so much yeah. more respect See, because just, you get to hear the, the come up, the process, and there usually is a lot of thought because that's a ton of money that go into these persons. Yeah. Obviously, you have people that just have stupid money and they're just like, I don't know, it's one of my 15 cars that yeah. I have. It's neat. It's it's yeah. fast. You know, but then there's also the people that are like, mm-hmm. yo, I spent my whole life trying to get yeah. this car and it means the world right. to me. And that does make it a lot more interesting. Yeah. Giles, what do you think? Yeah. No, I'm with both of you guys on that. I would say that, um, you know, I, I kind of fit in with Dakota, what he's saying. 
for me personally, yeah, it's like a relatability thing because it's like I, I don't see myself buying that car just because I can't. Like, they're that's just unattainable. It, it's not is, relatable. But it doesn't mean that you have to, it. It doesn't mean that you have to relate to it to appreciate right, it. Right, right. Because there are people out there that's just like, no, I just really fuck with supercars. Like, I'll never own, probably ever own one or like afford one. But it's like, I know that I, I like the this manufacturer made this special edition. They made this many of them in this colorway. They added this to it. It's really rare. I appreciate it for that. It's like, I just don't know that. So, but if I did, I would yeah, definitely appreciate it. Yes. Probably be like, wow, okay. But because I don't know if that. If I had the money, I don't know if I'd be going out and buying Lamborghinis and McLarens and no. stuff anyways. No. I don't think that's what I would do. I think so. the weird, uh, and kind of coming from a, a weird perspective where I'm staring at an S2000 in front of me and there's a 430 <laughs> behind me. Like for that me, for me personally, that car didn't come because of a status thing. I bought that car for the same price then I bought the Nissan Z at right. back in 2020. Oh, this, I know. Yeah. So there's, there's a story here. There's not a status thing. There's right. definitely more exactly. of that. So I, like, I try to be super honest about that, but to some people they do buy well, cars for status and status alone. And that's honestly too a huge uh, factor to that. That will change it completely is modified supercars. I will go check yeah. that out. I will go take a look at that. Yeah. Like even if it's, it's simple, it doesn't need to be like a freaking huge twin turbo setup hanging out the back right. of a hurricane or whatever. It's like, just like simple mods. Mm -hmm. I like seeing that. Cause a lot of people just get them and leave them bone stock. Yeah, they're like, I think I that's don't why drive it. I don't, yeah. I don't modify it. I drive it two times a year. Otherwise it sits in my attached garage. Like, like if, if I didn't know Alex and I seen this car, I feel like I would go up and check it out because it's unique to see an f430 yeah it's like this thing's on with, this has to be on air it's yeah. on aftermarket wheels there's a big wing on it there's, carbon fiber yeah. bits and yeah. stuff like that so i would end up checking it out so yeah. i would say that'd be the yeah. changing factor of i it. would i would love to like i think for us personally before we sign off for the day is like i will continue to say finding cars in either peculiar situations or that <laughs> aren't well known will always be my favorite kind of build to work on it's why I really enjoy the 430. It's why I really love the Gloria. It's why maybe I have a little bit of a tougher time falling in love with the S2000 or the Z because it feels a little bit more normalized, whereas go jumping into the Gloria is, is a little bit of like a, a funky different. That's just how I feel. I love I the Gloria. I love the Gloria. And to me, I have just as much as a smile on my face as when I'm in that car versus this car I, that car's just fun as fuck i agree with you 100 percent, but i would also say that the s2000 is currently in a peculiar position <laughs> that's true if you guys are wondering we're staring right at it right now it definitely needs love i need to do a better job god though it dude when this car's done mark my words <laughs> it's gonna, everyone's gonna fuck with this thing slap. i don't know how you couldn't but right it's now like, yeah this car took me five years to build mostly because four and a half of it i didn't touch it yeah, <laughs> it, this thing needs a lot of help. But, man, there's so much potential there. Yeah. So much potential. Totally agree. I see it. I see it. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please, again, let I us did. know if you're still there. Um, what you'd like to see more or less of in the comments below. Hopefully, you're subscribed. And if you're looking to buy parts for your car, mod your car over at Martini Works. I got one thing, too. If you listen this far, first of all, you are a fucking real one. And I appreciate you. But I want mm -hmm. you to screenshot whatever platform you're listening, if it's Spotify, YouTube, etc. And then uh, screenshot, upload it to Instagram and tag me, Alex and Gels and Martini Works. Um, and I, I just want to see. I'm going to share it on my story if you do yeah. it. I oh. promise I'll share it. I'll do it, too. There you go. You're going to yeah. get some shares. I, I'm I just not. Wanna I, I want to see. Gels <laughs> won't do it. No, he, I, will. I will. He's a bit harder to get. You he's know? a little older. He's a little exclusive. Yeah, he's a little older. So <laughs> We're teaching know. him how to use Instagram. So yeah. no, We're I'm getting there. I don't no. understand the TikTok 
Yeah. Right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Adios. Bye.